Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast, Early Mornings, Late Nights, learning together how to pray effectively. My name is Deacon Glenn. Together with my son AJ, we will learn together in order to become effective and efficient in our prayer lives through study of the scriptures, discussions of relative topics, and engaging interviews with ordinary, everyday individuals. Let's begin our journey together. Hello, 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 everyone. Hello, everybody. How's it going? All right, all right. This is our third episode. Yes, Early yes. mornings, late nights. Late nights. Learning everybody. together how to pray effectively. Now, there's, there's two times we made a mistake. And uh, I think if you're a regular on this podcast, you know what that mistake has been. But today, praise God, we won't make that mistake again. Hallelujah. Uh, what's that mistake that we made, Jamu? Can you remember? Make sure you pray. You cannot have a prayer podcast without <laughs> prayer. <laughs> That's right. Praise God. We have to start and open up with prayer. So, Jamu, why don't you go ahead and open up? So, Father, we just thank you for another day, God, where we can uh, sit and discuss things that concern you, uh, specifically prayer. Father, we pray that you open up the hearts of all the listeners, oh God, that they may hear you uh, and hear how you're speaking to them. Uh, and uh, I ask that you just bless this conversation and this podcast so that it can reach many and use this tool as a, uh, effectively, God. We thank you for uh, what you're doing in each of our lives, that we can um, be an example of, of Christ uh, and show off how good you are. And we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Praise God. We got it right for once. Hallelujah. Yes, Maybe people will come <laughs> back and listen to us now that we know how to pray. <laughs> I know viewership might've went down or listenership. listenership. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, anyway, this uh, podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, a very strategic uh, thing. And this one, I named it the family relationship principle. And mm -hmm. uh, to me, this is probably the most important podcast of this series uh, on learning how to pray, because it's the whole essence of, of why we are able to go to God and pray and uh, him answering our prayers. I call it the family relationship principle, and I'll explain that to you uh, right now. So when we believe in Christ, we make him our Lord and Savior immediately we receive the spirit of God. The spirit of God comes and he lives within us. In essence, we become children of God. That same spirit that comes and lives within us witnesses to our spirit that we are children of God. And because we are children of God, we can then pray knowing that God is our father and he will answer our, our prayers we in essence become part of his family. So that's why I call this the family relationship principle. So this prayer that we're talking about is Christian prayer. This is prayer that we're talking about it praying in the name of Jesus. And you cannot pray in the name of Jesus if you are not part of his family. So let me just stop here right now and ask you, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you Great become question. a part of the family of God? You can do that right now. Jamu, why don't you lead people into that 
in that prayer, accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Why don't you do that right now? So, Father God, we just pray for those listeners who may not know you. This may be their first time uh, coming into a relationship with you, God. We pray, oh, Father God, that you help them to understand who you are, to understand that you died on the cross for our sins, and that you are the one true God, Lord. And I pray that you um, be with them where they are, uh, cultivate your relationship with them, graft them into the family, uh, and Father God, surround them with uh, a church and with individuals, oh, Father God, that will be healthy and help them grow as you continue to water them. May their roots land on fertile ground, Lord. And we thank you for every listener on this call who may have, uh, sorry, on this call, on this podcast, who may made the decision uh, to accept you as Lord and Savior, God. We thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Praise God. If you pray that prayer, then you qualify. Hallelujah. You're a child of the Most High God and the, and the Spirit of God is living within you. And that same Spirit is going to witness to your spirit that you are a child of God. Now, I want to back up everything that we do with scripture. So um, let's, uh, I'm going to read from Galatians chapter four, verses four to six, and I'm reading the new international version. And it says this, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship because you are his sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba father. Praise God. Let me, let me just go over that step by step. He said, when the time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. In other words, he sent his son to die on the cross for us, that we might be adopted into his family. And now, as we are sons and daughters of the Most High, God sent his spirit, the spirit of his son, into our hearts so that we are able to say, Abba, Father. So if we remember, if most of us know the, the, the prayer where it says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And this is the reason that we were able to say Our Father is because we are children of the Most High God and his spirit of the Most High God dwells within us. And that spirit witnesses to our spirit that we are sons and daughters of God. What do you think of that, Ajamu? What do you have to say? Uh, so there's a lot of thoughts um, that are crossing my mind as you speak about that. Um, the first one will be as it relates to prayer. So just to be clear, you're stating that um, you don't, as it relates to prayer, you get grafted into the family. Um, and as a result, you should be, you should feel that you have relationship to be able to pray with Christ, correct? Not necessarily if you pray, then you get grafted into the family. Is that correct? Yeah. When you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. accepting you believe in him, mm-hmm. then the spirit of God comes and lives within you. And okay. that spirit of God that's within you witnesses mm-hmm. to your spirit that you are a son or daughter of the most high God. And because of can, mm-hmm, go ahead, go ahead. And because of that, you can mm-hmm. pray with assurance, knowing that God hears you. Praise okay. God. 
Yeah, I just Amen. wanted to be clear for the people that were oh, that knew that main. You know what I mean? And the other question I had for you is, what do you say to those people who struggle with the concept or idea of family or who have come from broken homes? Because uh, family for me and you, obviously, we're family, me and a father-son doing a, uh, a podcast together. We, um, we obviously have a healthy relationship, but there's a lot of people out there who have trouble separating your earthly father from your heavenly father. Um, and I, I guess I would start by saying that they're two completely different things and that your heavenly father um, will never let you down. Um, the, and one of the things I could suggest is just giving him a try um, and, and just speaking with him openly and candidly, even telling him about all the hurt that you've been through and all the struggles that you have with family. Uh, and I just want to, I just want to encourage those of you that are struggling with family that whether you're saved or not, whether you know Jesus as your personal savior or not, um, we, there's even people who are Christians who have troubles with your family. So I don't want you to feel isolated or like you're the only one this is happening to or embarrassed. There are Christians who even have problems with family. So it's not to isolate or throw anybody under the bus, but just how to understand how to let God in completely. Because I know that some of, some of us have those struggles and I want you to uh, get past that so that you can live a healthy uh, life and, and relationship with him. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I, I know a lot of people uh, myself who struggle with that. And um, I'm glad that you are uh, glad that you brought that up. Uh, most people uh, know, want to be a part of a family. I don't, I don't know of too many people who don't want to be part of a family. Of, of course, there are a few people that like to be alone. But everybody wants to feel loved. Everybody wants to uh, uh, um, feel that they are part of a community. Um, a lot of times when um, uh, people talk to uh, guys that are in trouble that join gangs, the reason why they join the gang is because they feel that they belong to some uh, community and that community loves them. And uh, so people are drawn by nature to uh, a family to be around people. So when we, uh, when we accept uh, Jesus is our Lord and Savior. We are, uh, you know, grafted into that family of God. So that's why I can call someone around the world uh, that I've never known uh, a brother or sister in Christ, because we are all part of that family. So if you're struggling, um, that you, you've never been part of a natural family. There's something on the inside of all of us that are gravitating to uh, belonging to uh, a group or belonging to um, an organization or, or uh, something like that, where we feel loved, where we feel that we belong, uh, where we feel that we are accepted into this group. And that's what happens when you accept uh, Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're grafted in. You feel you're, you now become a part of that family. And that family is not just uh, uh, someone uh, you know, that you know. It may be someone that you've never met before living around the world, but you can call them brother or sister because the same spirit that's in you is in them. And that's how we identify one with another. I mean, and, and you, I mean, you and mom can even speak to how long it even took you to find your church family that you're a part of now. I mean, you've been a, a great part of some great quote unquote church families, but um, the one that you're a part of now, I feel, uh, I get the sense that you guys are feel more complete and more settled than you've been in previous years. And 
Um, I think for the listener out there, again, um, who are new to Christianity, who might be um, experiencing all this for the first time, like any other family, there might be times where you might have individuals who are not um, healthy, for lack of a better word, or might get under your skin or frustrate you. It's important to remember that your relationship with Christ should trump all of those things. Um, your, your relationship with Christ is the thing that you need to build and cultivate. And it is important to have relationship with, with individuals within the body of Christ. Um, but if somebody frustrates or upsets you, it's not, um, I don't think it's a good thing to say, oh, well, this person in the family is frustrating me. I'm out, I'm out of here. I think it's important that you, that you remember that Christ is the center uh, and that you, and you figure out how to solve, resolve any issues with that individual uh, uh, and then go from there. Because I've, I've, I've seen a lot of people leave the church because of offense. Um, and, and, uh, uh, and I feel bad for them because they're missing out on so much that God has them. There's so much to be said for community. And I know that we're talking about relationship with Christ, but I think the two are so closely related because people's emotions get caught up relationships and so forth. And then they, uh, and then they tend to let that affect their relationship with Christ. But if you can find a way to make the, your relationship with Christ, um, I don't know how to say this, the same but different. I don't know if that makes any sense make sure that you pray, make sure that you pray and that you, you spend time with God, uh, make sure that you, you, you speak with him and be a prayer. Um, but at the same time, your relationship with Christ is an individual one as well as, as it is uh, shared collectively in the church in the church setting. But just remember that um, to guard your heart at times, you know, because the enemy will try to get you. He hates that. For those of you that said that prayer for the first time, he will try to any way he can to get you out of the family. Uh, or make you feel like you're out of the family. You're never really uh, truly out because God loves you so much. He's going to pursue you. If you're listening to this, it's probably because he wanted uh, he, he loves you so much. He was chasing you down. But um, yeah, that's kind of my two cents on the issue. Right. That's that's great, Ajamu. I want to read um, a scripture for you. It's found in Matthew chapter 7. Uh, let me see. Matthew chapter 7 I'm going to read from verse 8 Matthew chapter 7 verse 8 actually I'm going to read from verse 7 and this is Jesus um, talking about prayer Matthew chapter 7 I'm going to start reading from verse 7 and this is in a new living translation actually let me read it in the King James version and then I'll read it in the other version. Okay. It says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. This is Jesus talking about prayer now. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread, listen, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a servant, serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? And this, in essence, sums up that family relationship principle I was talking about. It says mm-hmm. then, if you then, being evil, it's talking about us living on this earth, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them 
that ask him. Mm -hmm. I think in essence, that sums up the whole family relationship principle right there. Jesus is saying that we as fathers on this earth know how to give good things to our children. And how much more will our father in heaven give us good things when we ask them for it? Now, there's, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's, there's so much uh, in that um, uh, uh, piece of scripture that um, you know, we could really spend a lot of time talking about it. But I'm, I want to read, it is found twice in, in the scriptures, once in um, Matthew and once in Luke. So I'm going to read uh, both of them, and then I'll bring out a point that, um, that it brings, the scriptures uh, emphasizes. So Matthew um, chapter 7, verse 11. It says, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And now in Luke chapter 11, verse 13, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Uh, it's very interesting. One says good gifts and the other one says Holy Spirit. So mm -hmm. whatever God gives you, it's going to be good. Either it's a, a good gift or the Holy Spirit. Whatever you ask for him, he's only going to give you something that is good for you. He's not going to give you something that's going to harm you. He's not going to give you anything that's going to uh, not line up with his will. He's not going to give you anything that's going to lead you astray. Everything that you're going to get from him is good because he's a good father and he loves his children. Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree. And one could argue that anything good that happens because God is a God that won't lie. If he said in his word, anything good that happens, it's definitely coming from him, uh, which inversely, if anything bad happens, it's not that he does it to you maybe it's that he allows it to happen to you but that's a theological debate we can <laughs> that's for the deep christians you guys can debate that one yeah there's but, a um, lot of theology we don't want to get into yeah, too much we don't want theology. to get too heavy the way too heavy theology but it's, we just uh, want to give you an outline your loves you that's yeah, right that your father loves you and that anything good um anything good uh, he, uh, sorry his intentions towards you are good that's right that's right one last thing i want to point out before we uh before we uh, end is um, when we receive the, the spirit of God, when we accept uh, uh, Christ as our Lord and savior, the spirit of God comes, he comes to live within us or dwell within us. Now, when somebody comes to dwell or live somewhere, that means that's their residence. So we have to realize that wherever we go, whatever we do, the spirit is with us. And I'm going to read two scriptures for you that emphasizes that point. And they're both found in Corinthians. The first is found in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 16. It says, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? And then 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 to 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. 
that really shows how invested God is in us. We're not, we are part of his family and he comes to live with us. He comes to be with us. He's not a God that is far away. You don't have to go looking for him. So when we pray, he is there. He never leaves us nor forsake us. And uh, we have to realize that. That's why uh, we have free access to him all the time. We don't have to go looking or searching for him because he has come to dwell and to live within us. Praise God. Amazing, amazing thing that the God of all creation has made a, <clears throat> an intentional decision to, to include us as sons and daughters of Christ. Um, I mean, that should speak volumes to whether or not how you should feel. Um, how, sorry, how he feels about you. That's right. The God of all creation said, I choose you as flawed as we are. As, as many times as we'll fall and make mistakes, as many times as we'll forget about him when he doesn't forget about us. He says, I choose you as yep. my son or as my daughter. So, yep. um, you know, all the more reason why we should take time to pray uh, and, and enter into relationship with him because it's so important. Yeah. He made up his mind about each one of us before the foundation of the earth. It says he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. That's found in Ephesians um, chapter 1, verse, verse 5. We've been predestined. That means he, he, he made up his mind a long, long time ago that we would become his sons and daughters. So the door is open. If you pray that prayer, then you're a son of daughter, a son or a daughter. And if you're a son or a daughter, you have access to God. You can come to him. And you can ask him for what you will. And anything that he's given you is going to be good. Good gifts and his Holy Spirit. Yep. Well, that's the lesson for today. Anything else to Jamu? I think that's it for now. This was a heavy lesson, Jamu. We didn't make any jokes or anything. What's going on? <laughs> I know, straight to the point, yeah. right? <laughs> Do you have a joke? <laughs> No, nope, not this time, but I'll make sure for next time. <laughs> okay. But like I said, this is the a kind of a foundational uh, principle, and I call it the family relationship principle because um, it will help us to remember that we are family and um, God is our father. And when we say our father, we know that we are truly his sons and daughters because the spirit of God is in us and he's witnessing to us and telling us that we are sons and daughters of the most high God. So we can approach him. We don't have to be afraid of God. He's our father. And um, as we do that and we come and ask him, he answers our prayers. Father, I thank you for this lesson today. I thank you uh, for helping us to deliver this message, Lord, that we are children, sons and daughters of the Most High God. I pray that you, Lord, would uh, help uh, those who do not have an understanding of family, who do not have an understanding of what a father is or a family is, Lord, you'd help them to understand that you are a loving father, you are a good father, and you're ready and waiting to hear and listen to you your children and answer their prayers. I thank you, O oh God, for this message that is going out. And I pray, Father God, that many, Lord, will come to you knowing that you are a good father and that you answer our prayers. I give you thanks and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, uh, folks, that's the end of our lessons. Early mornings, 
late nights. Late nights. Learning right, together. Thanks guys for listening. How to pray effectively. God bless you all. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. Hey, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. If you did, subscribe to our email list. Tell your friends about our podcast. Spread the word about early mornings, late nights. See you all next time. Until then, may God bless you and keep you. And may the Spirit of God give you peace. And may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. God bless you all. See you next time.